Hello and welcome to another episode of Storytime Madness. Today we're going to read Chapter 5 of The Tale of Little Pigling Robinson by Beatrix Potter. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Old Mr. Mumby was a deaf old man in spectacles who kept a general store. He sold almost anything you can imagine, except ham, a circumstance much approved by Aunt Dorcas. It was the only general store in Stimmouth where you would not find displayed upon the counter a large dish containing strings of thin, pale-coloured, repulsively uncooked sausages and rolled bacon hanging from the ceiling. Robinson goes into Mumby's general store. What pleasure, said Aunt Dorcas, feeling. What possible pleasure can there be in entering a shop where you knock your head against a ham? A ham that may have belonged to a dear second cousin. Therefore, the aunts bought their sugar and tea, their blue bag, their soap, their frying pans, matches and mugs from old Mr. Mumby. All these things he sold and many more besides, and what he did not keep in stock he would obtain to order. But yeast requires to be quite fresh. He did not sell it. He advised Robinson to ask for yeast at a baker's shop. Also, he said it was too late in the season to buy cabbage seed. Everyone had finished sowing vegetable seeds this year. Worsted for darning he did not sell, but Robinson had forgotten the colour. Robinson bought six sticks of delightfully sticky barley sugar with his pennies and listened carefully to Mr. Mumby's messages for Aunt Dorcas and Aunt Porcus. How they were to send some cabbages next week when the donkey cart would be mended and how the kettle was not repaired yet and there was a new patent box iron he would like to recommend to Aunt Porcus. Robinson said, wee wee wee, and listened. And, a, and little dog Tipkins, who stood on a stool behind the counter, tying up grocery parcels in blue paper bags. Little dog Tipkins whispered to Robinson, Were there any rats this spring in the barn at Piggery Porkham? And what would Robinson be doing on Saturday afternoon? Wee, 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 answered Robinson. Robinson came out of Mr. Mumby's heavily laden, the barley sugar was comforting, but he was troubled about the dining wall, the yeast, and the cabbage seed. He was looking rather anxiously when again he met old Betsy, who exclaimed, Bless the little piggy, not gone home yet. Now, I must not stop in Stimmouth till it gets its pocket picked. Robinson explained his difficulty about the darning wool. Kind old Betsy was more than ready to help him. Why, I noticed the wool round the little primrose posy. It was blue-grey colour like the last pair of socks that I knitted for Sam. Come with me to the wool shop. Fleecy Flock's wool shop. I remember the colour. Well, I do, said Betsy. Come, come on. Come on with me to the wool shop. Fleecy Flock's wool shop. Mrs. Flock was the sheep that had run against Robinson. 
She had bought herself three turnips and come straight home from the market for fear of missing customers while her shop was locked up. Such a shop, such a jumble, wool all sorts of colours, thick wool, thin wool, fingering wool and rug wool, bundles and bundles all jumbled up and she could not put her hoof on anything. She was so confused and slow at finding things that Betsy got impatient. No, I, I, don't, I don't want wool for slippers. Darning wool, Felicity. Darning wool. Same colour as I bought for Sam's socks. Bless me, no, no, no knitting needle. Darning wool. Bah, bah. Did you say white or black, hmm? Three-ply, was it? Oh, dear me. Grey darning wool on cards. Not heather mixture. I know, I, I have it somewhere, said Fleecy Flock helplessly, jumbling up the skeins and bundles. Simran came in this morning with part of the Hampton clip. My shop is currently cl uh, cluttered up. It took half an hour to find the wool. If Betsy had not been with him, Robinson never would have got it. It's that late? I, I must go home, said Betsy. My Sam is on shore today for dinner. If you take my advice, you will leave that big heavy basket with the Miss Goldfinches and hurry up with your shopping. It's a long walk uphill home to Piggery Park. Robinson, anxiously to follow old Betsy's advice, walked towards the Miss Goldfinches. On the way, he came to a baker's and remembered the yeast. It was not the right sort of bakers, unfortunately. There was a nice bakery smell and pastry in the window, but it was an eating house or cook shop. When he pushed the swing door open, a man in an apron and a square white cap turned around and said, Hello, is this a pork pie walking on its hind legs? And four rude men at the dining table burst out laughing. Robinson left the shop in a hurry. He felt afraid to go into any other baker's shop. He was looking wistfully into another window in Fall Street when Stumpy saw him again. He had taken his own basket home and come out on another errand. He carried Robinson's basket in his mouth and took him to a very safe baker's where he was accustomed to buy dog biscuits for himself. There, Robinson purchased Aunt Dorcas's yeast at last. They searched in vain for cabbage seed. They were told that the only likely place was a little store on the docks kept by a pair of wagtails. It is a pity I cannot go with you, said Sumpy. My Miss Rose has sprained her ankle. She sent me to fetch twelve posted stamps, and I must take them home to her before the post goes out. Do not try to carry this heavy basket down and up the steps. Leave it with Miss Goldfinches. Robinson was very grateful to Stumpy. The two Miss Goldfinches kept a tea and coffee tavern, which was patronised by Aunt Dorcas and the quieter market people. Over the door was a signboard upon which was painted a fat little green bird called the Contended Siskin. 
which was the name of their coffee tavern. They had a stable where the the carrier's donkey rested when it came in to Stimmouth with the washing on Saturdays. Robinson looked so tired that the elder Miss Goldfinch gave him a cup of tea, but they both told him to drink it up quickly. Wee wee wee, yuck yuck, said Robinson, scalding his nose. In spite of their respect for Aunt Dorcas, the Miss Goldfinches disapproved of his solitary shopping, and they said that the basket was far too heavy for him. Neither of us could lift it, said the elder Miss Goldfinch, holding out a tiny claw. Get your cabbage seed and hurry back. Sim Ram's pony gig is still waiting in our stable. If you come back before it starts, I feel sure he will give you a lift. At all events, he will make room for your basket under the seat, and he passes Piggery Porkham. Now run away now. Wee-wee, said Robinson. Whatever were they thinking of to let him come alone, he will never get home before dark, said the elder Miss Goldfinch. Fly to the stable, Clara. Tell Simran's pony not to start without the basket. The younger Miss Goldfinch flew across the yard. There were industrious, spring, sp- sprightly little ladybirds who kept lump sugar and thistle seed as well as tea in their tea caddies. The tables and china were spotlessly clean. That's the end of chapter 5 of the tale of Little Piggly Robinson. I hope you enjoyed that chapter and I'll be back to read you another chapter very soon. Bye bye.